Planet Water Podcast. Hey there. Hey, Planet Water, the H2No podcast. I, will, I don't want to say season two, but it's <laughs> part two. Well, the second episode, huh, Chance? That's right. It's already seemed like it's been such a long time since the last one, but I'm itching to get back into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome, everybody. And, and I'm, I'm glad that we are back. And uh, I have to say, I told Chance in the last episode... We wanted to do B-weekly the episodes because I didn't have so much time. Mm. But then when I realized all the positive feedback what we received, I thought, okay, we have to move on. We, yeah. we, we need to do it a little faster. And we're really trying to, to all the people who reached out to us that we're doing this now weekly. And I think this will be great. This will be a lot of fun. Um, that's the reason today is Wednesday. We're taping here in Hollywood. And... It will be hopefully released then in the next 24 hours. And then on Monday, we are already doing the next one, Chance. Mm -hmm. And the reviews really have been amazing since the last one. And we definitely appreciate all the positivity. It's been really cool to look at. Yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. And we want to we wanna showcase some of the reviews as well. Uh, let's see if I can find them right here. They're going on a podcast, obviously, and and you know you can find us not just on YouTube. We are on iTunes, on SoundCloud, so we are pretty much everywhere, and, and obviously Google Play as well. Oh, let's see. Sure, I don't find it right now. That's typical for me. <laughs> Show on iTunes. Here we go. Here we go. Now we're coming. And here are the ratings. So we have 27 ratings for the first episode. Solid well, 5.0. Solid 5.0, <laughs> yeah. Keep it coming. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really amazing, guys. And when you, when you see this on the screen right now, when you're watching us on YouTube, um, you can see it because we always have a screen up front and you can uh, yeah, watch the reviews as well. And please keep it coming, huh? I, I love to see reviews. Hopefully, they will be all five stars. <laughs> this would <won't> be nice. <laughs> I, I would love to have that. But it's great. So I'm very happy. And, and I know uh, we have to thank all the people from Your Mom's House podcast, obviously, as well for this. Because a lot of the reviews uh, are coming definitely from Your Mom's House podcast. Because when some people says, uh, Mommy, tie jeans... Or, yeah, I wonder where that's coming from. Or water champ. <laughs> What's all this tight jeans business? Yes, so <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely coming from your mom's house podcast, and again, or hey mummies, for example, here up front here, and jeans up. I love this as well. Now thumbs up, jeans up. Um, thanks again for Tom Segura and Christina Pasewski who gave me the platform on their podcast, your mom's house podcast, and to be there twice on, and definitely I will return at one point. And it's always fun to to see all the reaching out from from all these amazing people from Your Mom's House podcast. And I love you guys. I have to say this. I really love you guys. It's fun to to talk to you. They're sending me emails. They're sending, you know, obviously reviews. And it's it's cool and fun to see all this. Wonderful. But we have a guest today, Chance. We do indeed. Yeah. The third mic finally arrived. Finally. <laughs> and I'm so happy to introduce Stefan. Stefan Euling is a very, very close friend of mine. And Stefan, tell me a little bit, how did we meet? Well, we met back in Berlin, actually, back in Germany. And it was, 
how long ago now? 10 years? Oh my God. Oh, oh, she's so old now. <laughs> 10 years already? It is 10 years, but it feels like 50. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you, Stefan. Yeah, that's, Always. That's where we met at the restaurant first floor at the Palace Hotel. And um, you were the GM of the uh, restaurant. And I started as a assistant sommelier there. And that's oh, wow. Yeah, where we met. So that's, this that's was pretty the, epic. Yeah. This was the <laughs> restaurant where where I created the first water menu in 2005. Wow. So I showed you this on the last episode, Chance. Mm -hmm. And this was the water menu from the restaurant first floor, like over 40 pages. And Stefan helped me a lot with this back in the days. So yeah. he's, he's a certified sommelier as well, Stefan. Where mm -hmm. are you certified from? I got certified at the Wine and Sommelier School in Germany in 2007. And since then, working as... Sommelier with wine, with people, love it. How long does it to, take to get a certification? Well, to be certified as sommelier, you go to a school in, in Germany, uh, which is almost a year. And it's uh, it feels like full time, but it's, you know, three days a week, basically. Of course, because you had to wow. work at the restaurant as well the whole e time. Exactly. No? But you go to school to actually sit down school where you have a teacher in front of you and you do. Yes, wine is a big topic of course but there's also marketing how you market your wine is hmm. um there's also spirits there's coffee there's tea there's cigars and also mineral water so they're and talking about water yeah wow. because by end of the day as a sommelier you are not just a wine sommelier to open a bottle of wine for a guest as a sommelier you want to create a experience and most of the time wine is a great pairing partner for food but sometimes it is not wine sometimes a beer is better for a certain type of food yeah i have i have a dessert right now at the at the um patina restaurant it's a banana coconut tapioca and banana you think like okay what kind of wine shall we do to banana and then i thought you know what a german hefeweizen beer would be even better and because that beer this, does it tastes like bananas correct it has a slightly banana taste to it and i think this is the perfect pairing and people are always surprised when you're coming to the table as a sommelier and they're thinking like it's all about wine yeah and then obviously and here at beer. planet water we're talking about water <laughs> yeah. the whole time so for me it's obviously uh, a lot of water but i did this yesterday for example i had this table there and they had the banana dessert and i gave them then a hefeweizen beer and they looked at me like how cool is that and it's <laughs> like i cannot believe this you're giving me a beer he said yeah taste this to your dessert and they're like wow wow mm. absolutely cool and that's the the opener for your guests to have that wow experience that's what they go out and talk to other people about that's how you generate your business in a restaurant to create wow you know experiences yeah. and the same thing you do with water you know if you have more than one water then guests can choose from it. and if you have a whole water menu then even better mm -hmm. i absolutely agree with you and this is the whole point of be seeing this and i think chance and myself are seeing this on a daily basis at patina restaurant that people are like first we're giving the water menu and I'm always telling them, you think, and when you care for a bottle of water, we have like a water menu or a hydration product right here and I'm giving the water menu and they're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? No? It's like, are you, are you nuts? <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's always funny to see like, what a water menu? And they are, they're mm -hmm. always laughing. Yeah. And this is, I think, a great thing already right there. You think we want to create uh, good moments and, and great vibes and when somebody's right away like in a good feeling because they think a water menu is funny, I already achieved 50% of my whole goal, yeah, what I want to do time. with my guests, because I think it's great when they have a good time. That's the whole point. I mean, Martin, if you remember at the uh, first floor, you know, we had over 3,000 uh, positions of wine there. 
and the whole reason why you started the the water menu i mean i don't know if you have talked about it but if you, if you do you know why why you started mm -hmm. that remember correct yeah I, i absolutely remember we talked about this in the last episode that i guess came to me and said hey martin you have so many different wines but you're just serving one brand of water and when you think about it in the restaurant business again like you have different beers on tap you have a whole wine list mm -hmm. you have obviously different liquors but when it comes to water our most important beverage in our lives the server will mostly ask you what do you want huh? sparkling flat or tap mm -hmm. and here in LA I have to say in Germany it's slightly different because in our culture nobody drinks tap water in a restaurant it's just unnormal for us really everybody would drink bottled water everybody knows how the benefits of water and everybody thinks no way. it's totally normal to to purchase a bottle of water but here in LA a lot of restaurants they're just serving your tap right away hmm. and for me as a person who's not really into chlorine so I don't like this chlorinated taste of tap yeah. water and I understand still I don't want to badmouth the department of water and power here I totally understand why they have to chlorinate mm -hmm. their waters because they want to make sure it's safe to drink and we're living here in a very very hot climate And it's, I think, 85 degrees outside. <laughs> We're on the 13th of December. In Germany, it's completely snowing. Everything is like completely under snow right now. But here, it's like we're sitting here in t-shirts and it's super warm. Huh? We had mm -hmm. the climate, we had the air condition on earlier because it was so warm. And now we're sitting here in t-shirts and thinking about water, but I totally get it. So people need to understand that water is not just water. And that's the reason we have this water menus. And I think it's really fun and cool. And and I think it's important to have a water menu and a selection on the most important beverage in our lives. But Stefan, because you worked at Patina too. Yeah. So that's a funny thing. So all three of us uh, worked at the same restaurant at one point. And obviously Stefan and myself worked at the restaurant first floor. And Stefan already said for 10 years ago, he he met me. So how did you met me? How was the... How was the process to get into this restaurant? I mean, uh, I had several interviews with the hotel director, F&B manager, and, 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 and HR and whatnot. So, um, but my final interview was with Martin Rees. And Rees in German means uh, giant, right? Yeah, look at me. It's like when, <laughs> so, when you see videos of me, guys, uh, I'm not, I'm five, five, uh, five, six. I'm not the tallest guy here. <laughs> Stefan is huge. <laughs> Stefan, how, how tall are you? 6'3". Six, 6'3". Three. Six, three. Like, I'm 5'6". So we yeah. all know, like, um, yeah, I'm the small guy here. <laughs> But my last name, literally in Germany, Riese means giant person. So, Metaphorically giant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've never met Martin at this point after all those interviews and... Um, You know, but I knew he's the general manager of the one of the best restaurants in in Berlin, and um, with you know one of the best sommeliers there uh, from the whole country. And so I had a lot of respect, and uh, still have to. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> for for the for the restaurant, or for me, or for the sommelier, <laughs> the whole package. Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then it came down to the point. It's like okay, meet. The GM, yeah. Mr. Reese, who has the yeah. final say. And in my head, it's like, oh, my God, Mr. Giant. <laughs> the GM of one of the best restaurants. And, you know, I was very nervous and whatnot. So I was sitting in a giant room on a giant table just by myself. And those doors open and Martin comes in. And Hello. <laughs> hi. <laughs> and as you probably know, Martin is a very um, relaxed and fun person. And, you know... Uh, not stiff whatsoever i uh, know and that's how he walked in the, in that room you know like oh hey what's up and 
And he's like, you know what? You went through all those interviews and I'm not going to ask you the same questions again. And But I do have one question for you. And I say, oh my God, that one final the, question, the, right? The, the, the one million dollar question. You know, right? how many, how many jokers do I have? Yeah, where's right? my telephone joker? Or where's <laughs> my... <laughs> can, I, can I ask the audience? And he's like, well, can you handle the craziness? And I was like, is this a, what, like what, what does he mean what does even he mean <laughs> it's a real life so he's like can you handle the craziness and i said yeah and he said well welcome on board and that's how i you know got a job and by handling the craziness and for sure uh it was crazy but not in a weird or mean way crazy it's more in a fun way we yeah. had a lot of fun in that restaurant yeah, i think so too and um it was a fun time for sure so I remember something very strongly from the restaurant first floor because the phone was ringing all the time. Mm -hmm. What did that mean, Stefan? Well, we had the little back office, like little, like the size of that table here almost. And, you know, with shelves in it and all the stuff you have in your back office. But in, in your uh, eyesight, there was one shelf completely empty. And at the at the end of the shelf, everybody had their business card pinned to the to the end of the, the wall there, basically. And in front of every business card, there was a glass lined up perfectly, you know, it's like, okay. So when the telephone rang meant that the, the glasses were full. So when you were at the table and talking to guests or, you know, were outside in the, in the restaurant and Martin or the sommelier came and say, hey, Stance, the, the telephone is ringing then you knew what was going on you yeah. know so we, that, we need to drink and um of course you can cannot cheers in the restaurant like that <laughs> right so we cheers basically with our pinkies <laughs> so when we when we when we hold the glasses like that right so we'd say cheers like that and ay 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 craziness but chance the phone was ringing all the time that was the problem. So and sometimes just... sometimes I told my, my sommelier, like, is there not an answering machine or something? Because oh, when you already have gosh. a bottle in, when you already drank a bottle by yourself <laughs> over the whole evening, uh, it's, it's tough. It's well, like uh, a call center, constant yeah. party. Yeah, it, it is a constant party. We mm. played golf even <laughs> inside the <laughs> mini restaurant, golf, yeah. mini golf, oh, wow. when all the guests went down and it, it was hilarious. Do you think it's still like that there? No. No, because they closed the restaurant. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, they closed you didn't have the anything to do with ago. this, right? No, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I left. The sommelier left at one point. <clears throat> the executive chef left, and I think they 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 wanted to re revamp the concept, mm -hmm. and that's totally fine. I was yeah. at the Hotel Palace in September. Uh, I love the hotel still. It's in a great hotel. It's a great shape, and I I love what the new GM. Michael Frenzel is doing over there. He's doing a really cool job. He's a little bit younger guy and he's like has crazy ideas and mm. it's really good what they're doing with the hotel, but it's too bad that obviously the restaurant where Stefan and I met and we started our career together almost in Berlin and now here because I brought Stefan over here to the States, um, that that doesn't exist anymore because I would mm. obviously love to go back to Berlin and then go to the restaurant where I've been, where I've been in there. But hey, it is what it is. It's too bad now. 
Great. Moving, moving on, right? Moving on, <laughs> correct. Moving on. And before, because Stefan is obviously here not just to talk about water, because we want to do a little exercise today, because it's right now in Los Angeles, uh, 11.49 a.m., and we Germans think there is no time restriction about alcohol consume, consumption. So we were going to drink some wine and water today here on the Planet Podcast. Very nice. Um, but before that, I think we should... Uh, showcase some emails what we received over the week because I did a little video and we said this here on the on the podcast several times it's important to please reach out to us guys so when you see this when you listen to us um, our email address is planetwaterpodcast at gmail.com and we would love to see some pictures from you guys how to drink water for example Erica sent us this beautiful picture how she's like, and I have to say, it's pretty cool because she has her initials on her portable water bottles. I love this. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, Erica, thank you so much for that great pic. Then Derek sent me an email uh, with Gerald Steiner and the Mountain Valley spring water in his hand. Very cool pic. So, thank you so much, Derek, for this. And we received a lot of emails, obviously, from like reaching out to us, a, cool giving us is. questions. <laughs> this is really cool, that picture of Fiji. And it says, before making ramen for the masses, head chef at Ama Hanale, full-time water champ, cheers and mahao, from Aaron Madsen. Aaron Madsen, great pick. Do you think I, that's from Hawaii? I would guess, huh? I would guess. So this yeah. is a great, great, great picture, I've just like said. like the ramen there? With all the Fiji bottles in, in their containers. Another one, and I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Starkey Spring Water. I have very, very good water here from the States as well. And obviously, there are two people hydrating themselves. Because <laughs> in the picture, who, the people who don't see us on YouTube. Uh, here we go. My favorite, Starkey, super alkaline, very smooth, but with some PPM. Um, don't worry, Pedro. Um, I actually love PPM. PPM stands for... the. the it's a... Uh, section for the milligrams of TDS levels. Oh, okay. So there's some TDS in that water. And again, TDS, when people didn't watch us before, TDS stands for total dissolved solids. That means actually how many minutes are combined in a water. The higher the number is, the more stronger will be the taste mm. of the water. And, and I love TDS. I think it's a cool thing to have a lot of TDS in a water. I love my waters with characteristics. And the more TDS a water has, the more characteristic has a water and I can taste it out. So one of my few waters, my body and I like better at room temperature as opposed to child, chilled. Hmm. And I think we talked last week a little bit about this, huh? room temperature we, versus is there, chilled. Is there an optimal temperature to enjoy different waters? I think it's 59 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's around yeah, 18, specific. 19 degrees Celsius. And now people think like, are you nuts, Martin? How do I need like a wine cellar now just for my <laughs> waters? Uh, yeah, you need maybe. <laughs> but I you agree. see it behind me. I love my waters. Um, I really like my waters at room temperature because then I can taste everything out of the waters. But I think a lot of people like their waters obviously refreshing and they want to have it slightly chilled. But when you chill a water completely down, that means you're losing all the aromas. And this is, mm. I think, the same with wine, Stefan, huh? Yeah. When you're chilling everything extremely down, uh, the flavors will be going away. Yeah, that's why you have white wine temperatures preferable to drinkable and red wine temperatures. You, yeah. you want to drink your wine, you know, at... Um, Yes, some people like their red wine a little bit warmer or colder, and some people like their white wine very, very cold. And uh, 
I mean, whatever, you know, suits you, you know, mm. <laughs> whatever you like, go, go for it. But to get the most out of it, there are some recommendations in terms of temperature and, you know, glasses and all that. Uh, you can really get into details. But, uh, um, yeah, if you chill it down, you know, it's like ice cream. You know, if you, if you eat ice cream, it tastes delicious when it's cold. <clears throat> but if you have it sit for a while and it gets to a soup, you would never eat that. It's mm. way too sweet and way too overpowering mm. and whatnot. That's why... Same thing, you know, temperature plays a big role. Yes. I actually learned this the hard way. So I'm from Wyoming, and we're not the most cultivated when it comes to wine. Excuse me? And (laughs) I was having Please, uh, everybody who's like watching us from Wyoming right now, (laughs) I apologize as a German person right here. (laughs) We actually have some some vineyards now. They're using like these grape hybrids out there that can survive in the wilderness. But I had a hot date one night. The very special girl. My mom was like, you need Uh-oh. to get some some red wine for the date, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know anything about wine. Right? She's like, oh, no, no. Like, I'll get I'll get the wine. You don't worry about it and come back. And then I come back and the red wine is in a bucket of ice. <laughs> and my girlfriend, who knows more about wine, is like, why is that bottle of red wine in a bunch of ice? I was like, what do you mean? Is that how it's supposed to be? <laughs> it's a wine bottle, huh? Why we should not chill it down? But... I have to say, I chilled several wine bottles down, red wines. Like when you have oh, a nice really? Pinot Noir and it's like super warm outside, I think it's pretty cool mm. to have a slightly chilled red slightly wine. Chilled. What do you think, Stefan? Slightly chilled, for sure, yeah. There are, you know, there are some very lighter red wine grapes like Pinot Noir or Trollinger from Germany, um, which can definitely, you know, handle a deeper chill than, you know, some other red wines. But your 59 degree Fahrenheit temperature, uh, water temperature is one of the perfect mm. red wine temperatures. Mm. I mean, a lot of people say red wine is supposed to be drunk by room temperature, but that room temperature comes from back to Dungeon and Dragon time where you didn't have a lot of like heat, you know, where you lived uh. in the castle and then the room temperature was 59 degrees, yeah. you know. Yeah. Mm. So therefore... Um, Room temperature is not what we know today as a room, room temperature. temperature you know. But even I think it's so funny, culture differences. Room temperature in Germany, I would guess, is higher than here because here mm. everybody chills down with, a, with almost like a refrigerated temperature sometimes with air conditions, especially sure. here in Los Angeles. And I'm always saying this is the crazy thing about LA that when they're inside, they need to have it extremely chilled down. But on the same temperature level, when they want to sit outside, they need a heat lamp. I don't understand the concept still. I'm like still like debating myself, like what is the reason why you need a heat lamp outside mm. when it's the same temperature outside than inside, but inside you want to have it always extremely chilled down. I think it's something, I don't know what it is. I have no clue what it it's is. A paradox. We'll figure it out one day. By the way, heat lamps, like gas heat lamps are uh-huh. forbidden in Berlin. By law. Really? And Berlin so like is the uh, ones outside like restaurants. Correct. But, yeah. And trust me guys, Berlin is a shitty cold city when it comes to the winter time. Hmm. But the whole idea is behind that because these gas lamps, this propane is extremely bad for mother nature. Hmm. And literally like 90% of that heat and of the energy of this heat lamp literally goes up there yeah, to the sense. ozone. And it's not really healthy. So therefore the German government is saying, hey, it's winter time, you better get a jacket. Hmm. Or, or you need to sit inside. It's very simple. <laughs> but you need to you need to take care of mother nature a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think it's the right approach. And that drives me sometimes, I have to say, I love to live in Los Angeles. 
But I have to say that drives me nuts sometimes that people thinking it's okay with a t-shirt. We all know the Pacific Ocean is not the warmest one in the winter time. So I don't understand why people coming with a t-shirt during the day, don't have a jacket with them, want to demand to sit outside and want then three or four heat lamps surrounding them. Yeah. And this is like, I think it needs to stop. It should be sometimes like, come on, get a jacket and you're all good, huh? And you don't need to... I had this once in the restaurant that even a person said, was wearing a jacket, may I have the heat lamp on? And then pulled the jacket off. Really? Said, you... <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with you? Huh? It's like, please, please take your jacket on and let's shut down the heat lamp. So guys, heat lamps are not really the best ones. Another cool video, obviously we talked last week about BuzzFeed. And before we talk about BuzzFeed, guys, the pictures what we didn't show, trust me, we will show on Monday. So nobody, please, needs to get upset because <laughs> I know we received a lot of pictures. So please, guys, um, stay with us. And in the episode three, your pictures will be shown when you send them us so far. And please send us again, huh? more pictures. Mm -hmm. We need Keep pictures. Coming. Keep them coming. Keep sending pictures from you, from your dogs, from your family who's drinking water. What kind of water is you drinking? Is it tap water? Is it spring water? I don't care. At least it's not purified. Or um, what kind of water with your wine? Yeah, or that. You know? I would love mm -hmm. to have some pictures as well. What kind of wine and what kind of water pairings you guys are doing? Oh, or food pairings. Because Stefan is a cook as well. A very good one. He's a great, great, great cook. He cooked for me many, many times already. And it doesn't look like this because I'm, I'm trying to stay healthy <laughs> and skinny. But um, no, Stefan is a great cook. But we will talk about this a little later. But please keep it coming. And, you know, remember our email address. It's planetwaterpodcast at gmail.com but last week uh, a week before like literally on the last week Monday when we launched the first episode we had the BuzzFeed video coming up and so far on YouTube it has been hit by 1 million people and on Facebook and when you look at this number right now there it always scares me 5.6 million views How insane and is that? 58 thousand likes and 23.9 thousand shares <laughs> on that video. Crazy. Well, I'm drinking water. Let's listen in a little bit to this, this again. This is 15,000 year old glacier water. In this park. Girl, that's the age of Jesus. My name is Martin Riese and I'm the water sommelier. And I'm the only certified water sommelier here in America. I hope you're thirsty. I immediately was like, where do you get a degree in yeah. water? Uh, water Where do I get a degree in water? And, and we talked a little bit about this and we let the we let the video a little bit play as well. And uh, you guys may remember, I got my degree from the German Water Trade Association. And a lot of people reached out to me as well and said like, hey, Martin, I want to know where can I become a water sommelier these days? And we actually trying to get a certification process uh, going here in America. And I will be leading this with Michael Musher. And Michael Musher is from the Fine Water Society. He's like the water guru here in America with me. And Michael Musher will be joining us next week, Monday. Mm -hmm. So this will be our guest of honor next week. But he cannot come. He lives in Texas. He cannot come over here to, this, to Los Angeles. But he will join us via Skype on the screen. So this will be fun. So this is a great thing as well. And I reached out to several water companies already. And they are all very excited to be on our show. Some of them will make it to Los Angeles, and when they cannot make it to Los Angeles, they will obviously uh, Skype in. So this is the great thing about technology these days. And here, Stefan, you worked at Race and Stark, but where I started the water menu, you were the GM over there as well. And when I see here the comments, there's a Jamie. Do you remember Jamie? I remember Jamie, yeah. Jamie, 
Hello, Jamie. Hello. <laughs> thank you so much. And maybe you're listening in right now. And uh, thanks for, for commenting on this. And it's really funny because she's singing like, OMG Martin. He used to be my boss. I used to bring smart water to work and he used to yell at me for it. Lol, good times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm still doing it. Oh, <laughs> I'm still doing this. She gets uh, 1.5 thousand likes on that comment and uh, 47 replies. And I replied at one point as well. And it's, it's really funny. It's a great conversation point right there. And you see my... Uh, I said like, hey, when you want to follow me, please follow me on my Facebook, Instagram, or obviously on my homepage. There are so many ways to follow Martin Rieser, obviously, or just Google it and you will find me right away. And it, it was really fun. This BuzzFeed video was a lot of fun. And I have to say thanks again to BuzzFeed as well to create this amazing video. We had so much fun and I really appreciate, and when I'm moving forward here a little bit, that they did something to the end, what's for me, very, very, very important. And I think we should listen in for this as well. And this is very important for me as well because I strongly believe water should be accessible to every single person on this planet. Water is a human right. We're living on a planet who gets warmer and warmer every day. So we need to change our habits, I think, a little bit about water. We need to realize that water is not just water. Without water, we wouldn't be here. Without water, no life would be on this planet. So let's value water. Let's give water value. And we should all honor water for what it is, the most important beverage in our lives. The overall the experience was just super cool. I mean, like I drink water a lot. It makes sense for me to be careful with my choice of water. And the most important thing for me, guys, is stay thirsty. Yeah, you know this, huh? Stay <laughs> thirsty, everybody. And a lot of people even comment on that. You think, why is he saying stay thirsty? Should it not be like, stay hydrated? The whole point is why I'm saying stay thirsty and sometimes I'm saying stay hydrated. This is, I think, my little like gimmick and uh, you don't know when I'm saying stay thirsty or stay hydrated. This will be always be made up in my mind at one point. But stay thirsty doesn't mean you need to be thirsty. Thirsty means for me, be out there for new waters. Huh? Be thirsty for knowledge, be thirsty for new ideas. Just be thirsty, be eager to detect something new and something more exciting in your life. And I think this is the whole point why we're doing Planet Water, the h podcast as well again, because we want to open minds. We want to create feelings for people. We want to understand that people um, realizing that water is not just water and that water has so much to offer. And Stefan, I'm getting thirsty now, I, I have to thirsty, say. Yeah. So I need some wine and I need some water. And Chance needs to do something here because, again... We're not 100% perfect here still. It's episode two. And <laughs> one camera just uh, left us here because the battery was empty. The Mevo, what we used. So we need to pull the main camera, the Canon now, a little bit off mm. that it can see everybody yeah. here, that I can cut it later. So Chance, maybe you want to check this out. The camera is still playing. We just need to uh, get the focus back on, not just on the screen, on everybody that we have this done. So Chance will... Uh, Rearrange the camera setting and Stefan, let's open some wines here, huh? Let's, let's get thirsty. How about bubbles to start with? I like this. Yeah. So quick, um, what I'm doing now. I left the uh, restaurant hospitality and uh, started making some use of my uh, German accent. And basically uh, I'm selling German wine here in California, in Los Angeles. Cool. Um, I work for Rudy Wiest Selection, which is up on the screen right now. Um, the number one um, German wine importer for the US. We have 27 
winemakers, producers in our portfolio, many of them organic uh, and biodynamic, all from Germany. And that's all we do, just uh, German wine, but it's uh, amazing. It's an amazing job. I love it a lot. And I'm, a lot of the winemakers are personal friends of mine back from Germany. Um, a few of the winemakers come over to LA uh, once a year, twice a year. Martin and I, we, we know a lot of them. And uh, maybe we can have some of them at the podcast as well. I think that would be really fun. Absolutely. And to see like how, how they feel about water and what is the important thing for them when they're drinking water, mm -hmm. what they're looking out for water. I think that would be very interesting. So you're opening right now a sparkling and, and is it popping or not popping? What, what is the, the proper way? So the way you see it and hear it 95% or see it in movies is always the big pop and like, you know, but, um, If you open it in a, in a restaurant and you stand next to your guests and your guests are talking and you stand next to them and open that thing and it's a giant pop. I'm getting a heart attack. They're getting a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want so that. Huh? We don't want that. <laughs> so what, what you want to do is basically you hold the cork always when you, when you open it and you hold it and you have more leverage in twisting the bottle than twisting the cork. Mm -hmm. So you, you basically twist the bottle back and forth. The bottle is... The cork is coming out and now you feel it's almost out and now you tilt the cork to the side and uh, when you listen we call it an angel's fart oh. listen to that nice beautiful huh? okay and now this is a now really I'm funny have a very great image in my head every yes time that and happens. i have to say i love that you're saying angel fart because at your mom's house podcast it's all about farting so, there <laughs> so, we go. so Here we go. When, when Tom Segura and Christina Pasevsky, all the fans of your South Park are listening in today, uh, we just had an angel fart on, <laughs> on planet water. So I'm pouring a um, Riesling sparkling wine. It's a um, traditional um, champagne method from Germany. Uh, traditional method means it's a second fermentation in the bottle. And... It's basically made like a champagne, but it's made with 100% Riesling. It's a vintage. It's 2014 from Von Buhl, the winemaker. Von Buhl. The winemaker from Von Buhl, he used to be 12 years um, chef de caf at Bollinger. Oh, nice. Champagne. I love Bollinger. So he, uh, his first vintage with Von Buhl is uh, 2013. And um, yeah. They are organic, so we have an organic, 100% Riesling, vintage, sparkling wine in oh, our wow. glass. Nice. A lot of people always think Riesling has to be sweet, and Riesling is just a sweet wine. I think a lot of people are very surprised that they are actually sparkling Rieslings, that they are dry Rieslings. And it's so funny, here in America, and I don't know, maybe Stefan, you, you can catch on this a little bit further, um, because I see this in the restaurant all the time, that people always saying, when I'm doing wine pairings, so what kind of wines do you don't like? And they're saying, mostly, I don't want a sweet Riesling. Or they're not even saying sweet. They're just saying, I don't want Riesling. Mm. And then the first water I'm always bringing them is a dry Riesling. That's the first one I will bring mm. them to right away, again, keep them thirsty, to change their mind about the Riesling grape. Because the Riesling grape is extremely famous. Yeah. And very, very, very good. And there's one little fun story. The most expensive wine on this planet is Domaine de Romani Conti. So it's a Pinot Noir grape from Burgundy in France. The second most import, expensive wine is actually a German Riesling hmm. from Egon Müller from the Mosel area. And a lot of people are completely like, what? No 
way mm. that a German Riesling can be the second most expensive wine on this planet. Yes, guys, it is. We are not just building nice cars. We can produce <laughs> some beautiful uh, wines as well. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I love this. Huh? Cheers. The one thing you usually don't do, Martin, is you smell on your waters because water shouldn't have any odor. But with wine, of course, you want to have all the aromas. And uh, that's why you also swirl the, um, the wine that the wine basically touches every part of the glass. Mm -hmm. So it releases mm -hmm. more aromas. So. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this sometimes with water, too. In a regular base, water should not smell. And my grandmother, who survived two world wars, she was born 1905. She died in 2004. She was 99 years old wow. when wow. she died. Um, she always told me, Martin, do not drink a water what has a smell. And, and I have to say, I always believed her because she was a great human being, a funny great person and when you think about to surviving two world wars that's nuts huh? and then yeah. and then in 1950 her husband died and she was there after the war with five kids by herself she never got remarried they were fucked their whole lives let's face it guys huh? they were <laughs> fucked their whole lives huh two world wars first the first then the second of this crazy nazi guy and and survived all this Jeez. and then the husband died on her and that's just like, it's terrible. And still, mm. she kept it going. She was such a positive person. And that's, I have to say, that really inspires me. And I think I have a little bit from her, obviously, because I'm a very positive person. But that's really helpful for me in my life. But, And I think we should reconsider all the time this, when you think about it, like, in what kind of like life we're living now here in America. Hey, we are living in a great country. It's a great country to live in. The same with Germany. I miss Germany, obviously, and I think Stefan misses Germany sometimes too. But we can be all thankful that we're living in a very peaceful area right now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we let's, don't have wars. Obviously, there's, keep it away, yeah. Yeah, there's still <laughs> wars around the world. We all know this. But you don't want to mess with war. huh? Yes, and I think this should be our main focus all the time to avoid wars in every single way. We need to talk, but we cannot just get in and mess around that does not work and we germans tried it twice and that really went wrong the wrong way huh? we all learned from that and i think that's the reason why we germans are very concerned when it comes to starting a war going into a foreign country and all this kind of stuff these days so but what, again what kind of water would you yeah that's this? an interesting thing so we have a lot of acidic notes obviously due to the riesling and I think it's interesting to see, because we have like several waters in front of us. We have like Fiji, we have Hilden, we have Vichy-Kalalan, we have Wien, what we never had before on the show. So we were going to taste this as well. And we have a Skilde today. I think when I see this, this complexity of the Riesling and I see the bubbles, I would not go with bubbles as well. Because mm. I think bubbles and bubbles might be, can interfere too much and it would be because the bubbles in water always are very acidic too. It might be overpowering the Riesling and the Riesling will be even more acidic at that moment. Right now it's beautiful balanced. I think it's incredible, beautiful fruit aromas, but still have this slightly acidic notes to it, what a Riesling needs to have. And that's the reason why Riesling is so easy to drink because think about Chinese cuisine or Japanese cuisine or Asian cuisine in general about the sweet sour impact. So there's like two complexities mm -hmm. were working very nicely together. And I think we have this by this Riesling sect from Mr. Bull right now as well. So I think I would go with something a little bit more on the velvety side, a little bit on the smoother side to balance off the acidic notes. I would do Fiji or Wien 
And because we know Fiji very well, let's go with Wien. It's a water from Finland with a very low mineral content and has a very smooth mouthfeel. I've been not to the spring, but I had Wien on the menu in Germany. And I don't think that Wien is accessible here in America. It's kind of sad again. Um, but that's the beauty about... Oh, it's a little bit down the glass because I cannot pour that high. No, oh, go down. Here, here we, we go. go. Perfect. Great. And I don't want to mess up here my mixer and my laptop <laughs> and everything because I love water, but I don't love water on my electrochemical devices. Um, but Wien we had in Germany, and it's too sad again that they don't have it here in America. But the beauty about me as a water sommelier these days is that all these companies sending me water all the time. And again, here a little shout out to water companies who may be listening in. Please send us waters. Uh, send an email again to planetwaterpodcast at gmail.com and send us your waters. Um, I'm sorry, we will not do any purified waters because Chance, myself, and I know Stefan as well, we are all against that. Uh, and we will do an episode just for that in the future, why we don't like purified water. But when you have a purified water companies, I am so sorry, we will not take your water in consideration here at Planet Water Podcast. So let's taste some Wien from Finland. Cheers. Wow, it's amazing. Um, when you have the the sparkling wine, which is very dry, nice acidity. Um, the acidity is like, it gets your mouth juice running, right? It's um, You want to have a second glass. It's mm -hmm. like, it gets you thirsty here. It gets you hungry. That's why it's an amazing aperitif um, wine. But you have definitely, you know, it's very dry on your palate. It is great acidity is pulling. And then you have the water. If you drink that after, it's almost like, like a velvet blanket mm -hmm. covering the dryness what you feel on your tongue mm -hmm. the acidity but it leaves the aromas which is amazing so you 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 still have the reasoning aromas of like um you know apple a little bit of peach there mm. but um not the physical sensation of the the dryness that's still on your correct tongue. exactly so yeah. i like it a lot i think so too mm -hmm. this is a great pairing I love this. Wien water and sparkling Riesling sounds like a great plant for everybody. So when you're in Finland, and I know the Finnish people love to drink, and they love Rieslings. Because we know yeah. Mr. Leitz very well. It's a good friend of us, uh, Johannes Leitz, who has an incredible vineyard in the Rheingau Valley. And he sells a lot to Sweden and to Finland, to the Scandinavian countries. They love to drink. So very sympathetic countries for me. I love this. <laughs> when, when a country has like a high alcohol consumption, that always feels for me like... They, they enjoy lifestyle. So, yeah, <laughs> they enjoy themselves. That's always a good, a good moment for me. And a lot of people are always thinking like, oh, water sommelier, he just drinks water. Huh? He has to be a very boring person. Mm. Yeah, I like wine too. <laughs> I'm not so into liquor, but like I'm a big fan of wine, especially Rieslings, and I love beer as well. But I think from Boer, the Rieslings like right now, what we have in the glass is super stunning. And with the Wien water, it's really a lot of fun. Yeah, that's really good. And what sort of water goes into the winemaking process? Is it different for different sort of wines or they use spring water or purified water? So wine, wine as a grape has a lot of, um, you know, the, the grape juice basically. Mm -hmm. And the grape juice gets um, fermented with yeast. And then you, if you, if you, when you ferment uh, sugar, which is essentially in, in, uh, in the grape juice, Yeast converts that sugar into alcohol and uh, as a byproduct, oh, okay. um, yeah. sparkles, no? carbon. 
So um, if you put a lid on top, you create sparkling wine. If you let the uh, CO2 get out, you have still wine. Hmm. So therefore, if you have a high sugar content uh, grape and you ferment that, then you get a, a wine with alcohol, basically. Oh, and I see. So they're not adding so there's any no water. added water nope. in the process. Nope. Wow, nope. that's nope. really nope. cool. The only water, the, the impact of water, I think, has obviously the vineyard when they are yeah. like putting down water maybe on the vineyard when it's very very dry mm -hmm. but in germany we have a lot of rain i don't think that they need to put any water or like they need to put anything to their vineyards there are areas where it's not allowed to irrigate uh vineyards wow. so therefore you have to deal with mother nature which makes it much harder for a winemaker you know to produce a consistent quality and quantity every year mm -hmm. um other countries or regions they are allowed to irrigate meaning watering their their wines it's uh you know it's a back and forth it's like uh yeah what i recently read is that in california they're actually starting to use space technology so satellite images above the vineyards mm -hmm. in order to pinpoint and refine the exact amount of water that each vineyard might need in order to optimize the growth That's and keep it uniform so it's like technologically expanding as well like the the entire wine growing business at least in that is so California. interesting hey well nasa's everywhere huh <laughs> you cannot just fly to the moon we can even get some good water now to california for this <laughs> great okay, okay. Next. next next phone is ringing next should we dump the water as well yeah <clears throat> we'll dump this here a little bit into the wine glass then we can clear the wine glass and then and when we're doing this in the meantime, a lot of people always ask me, so as a water sommelier, Martin, what kind of water are you using to neutralize your palate? And I think it's a, actually a good question because by, by wine seminars and by wine tastings, we all know that people choosing different wines, obviously, and then they're always drinking water right next to it to clean their palate. Here in, here in by a water tasting, because water is so, it's not obviously not that powerful in aromas than a wine would be. Therefore, I want to detect every single nuance out of the water. So I do not use another water to clean my palate because I don't want to clean my palate. Mm. I want to have that water, let's say Fiji, with a smooth mouthfeel in my palate. Then I want to go to the next one, let's say Vichy Kalalan, what is very acidic and very high in mineral. And I want to taste the difference. When I would now have between Fiji and Vichy another water that would make sense mm -hmm. in that pairing at that moment. Mm. So therefore, there will be no um, cleaning my palate with another water when I'm doing water tastings. But one little thing, what the coolest thing is after a water tasting, the most enjoyable thing after a water tasting is the glass champagne afterwards. <laughs> because I have to say, your palate is so like, it's like very training yourself to like detect every little nuance out of water that your palate is really concentrating on high like high alert suddenly is your palate when you drink suddenly a glass of wine or a beautiful glass of champagne or sparkling wine right after that is an explosion in your mouth hmm. because your palate is so used to water suddenly and then this this fruit aromas of everything is just literally an explosion so hmm. everybody should do this and this is like comes from me again from the water sommelier in america the most interesting thing about a water tasting is the glass of sparkly wine afterwards <laughs> cool okay right. Stefan, what else do we have so next i have a uh, pinot gris 
which is a grape everybody knows and it's from our very good friend Fritz Becker from the Pfalz close friend yeah. very close friend um, Pinot Gris everybody knows Pinot Gris uh, everybody who drinks wine probably had Pinot Gris uh, taste it or at least in their glass and it's a white wine grape but Pinot Gris as a grape itself when it's growing on the vine looks actually <clears throat> almost like a dark reddish brownish in color as a skin color so what we see now here i'm gonna put a maybe the camera can see that mm. oh look at that so you have a pinkish Pink. wine yeah. that is funny and that is something which gets created by uh the color of the skin from the from the grape wine mm. That is very interesting. So for people who, again, don't uh, watch us on YouTube, who is just listening in on the different devices, uh, the wine what we have in the glass is a white wine. And everybody knows Pinot Grigio. So everybody knows Pinot Grigio has never been has a color. It's always a white wine. But this Pinot Gris, what is or Grauburgunder in the, in the German word for it, has a very interesting, uh, yeah, almost like copper, copper, yeah, golden, copper, is a copper, good copper color yeah. to it. So very, very unique, very cool. So you can do an experiment at home next time you have um, red grapes at home. Um, squeeze the, the one grape in the juice and look at the juice and the juice is usually clear. Hmm. But if you leave the grape squished with the, with the juice and the skin in contact, the juice starts to get color. That's how red wines make, right? And um, so they, they use the same principle in this wine that they are, basically left the juice together with the skin to extract some color out of the uh, the grape skin and therefore you have a beautiful um, yeah colored um, yeah natural colored uh, Pinot Gris and I call this wine it's a sommelier wine because if you go to a restaurant and order a glass of Pinot Gris and you get this you say that's not what I order I didn't order a rosé <laughs> <So therefore, laughs> yeah sure a lot of people will say it's it's like, it looks like a rosé wine but therefore you, you need somebody who you know explains that and um, therefore it's uh, this one is very very popular at the uh, sommelier scene here in Los Angeles because it's definitely again a conversation opener it's that wow effect what you're looking for that guests go to their friend's house a day later or two and say hey can you imagine I went to that restaurant and they had a rosé um a Pinot Gris with some color in it and you know they talk hmm. about it and that's how you spread the uh, the word and uh, yeah, it defies expectations your, yeah yeah your indirect marketing basically but um, since we have a wine in color which you didn't expect maybe we have a water with some unexpected what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about here, Stefan huh? no but I think it's a very interesting story and I have to say um, Friedrich Becker is a very close friend he always uh, yeah treasures or crush crush on my couch when he's in Los Angeles <laughs> uh, last time he was here he forgot that a red curb means do not park so he put oh, his rental car no. right there on the red curb and the next morning at 4 a.m. he didn't he was wondering why his car was gone. Oh no. Yeah, that thing is now by the police station. That's gone. And you have to impound that. And and then he yeah, he rang up because I was completely like wasted and I was like sleeping. <laughs> um because we had a lot of fun, but he needed to go to the airport to San Francisco to promote his wines. So Nancy had to wake up. Oh, he no. called Nancy my wife and he she had to 
Drive him then to the airport at 4 a.m. in the morning. Oh, oh my no. God! You oh, don't no. want. And then you're in bed. You don't want to know how. The night. <laughs> correct. You don't know. Uh, want to know um, the interesting talk I had with my wife after. Oh no. <laughs> Anyhow, um, but Stefan knows this water very well, and and he's absolutely right. There is a water, and a lot of people when when they're watching our shows know this water. It's Iskilde from Denmark, from a very very close friend, from Jan Bender. I love you, Jan. I have to say this. You are such a great person. You're so passionate about uh, water in general, not just about his own company, Iskilde. No, in general, he's passionate and he always wants to help people to understand water better. I met him in China. I've been in Denmark, where he's originally from, where the spring is located. He invited me to Copenhagen. I was there in September this year and uh, I was in his beautiful, beautiful Samohuset what it's called in the Danish language. It's just like a small little like vacation home, but it's actually a nice house, what he has over there. <laughs> so uh, he's a great guy. And Sophie, his lovely wife, it's such a great couple. And I hope that Jan Bender, sometimes he's in Los Angeles and we will definitely have him here at the podcast because I think everybody knows his Gilda very well. And everybody's excited to hear the story of Jan Bender, how he discovered his Gilda water. But this water is a, has a very unique story because the TDS is 420. So it's a, it's a medium bodied uh, mineral water. Um, this water changed colors, and it's kind of like the same surprise what we just had by Friedrich Becker with the Grauburgunder or the Pinot Gris. Iskilde changed into like this almost foggy, milky color when I shake the bottle. And let's do this right now here in action. Huh? So one, two, three. I'm the David Copperfield of Waters. I can do magic. And you see it right away. Look at this. Wow. This thing is completely cloudy now. So people, again, who don't watch us on YouTube... Uh, our water just, it looks like there are thousands of bubbles suddenly appearing from Iskilde water, but it's a still water. There is, in a regular base, no carb or there is no carbonation in that water. This is oxygen. And this water is around 7,500 years old when it comes down as rainwater on the ground and it takes around 7,500 years to go to the spring and it rises up by an Artesian spring. That means it rises up by themselves. And I've been to the spring. The spring house is like a little bit larger than our table here. So it's very, very small that our apartment. It's extremely small, the spring house. And that's the reason a lot of people are always asking me, hey, Martin, how is that even possible that some waters are more expensive than other waters? And that's exactly the reason. Some waters are producing a million bottles per day. Some waters are producing a million bottles per year. Obviously, the people who are producing just a million bottles, this will be a little bit more expensive, the water, than... A water company who, and again, my 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 very extensional law for purified water now comes comes along, uh, who just bottles tap water, because this is nothing else what purified water is, guys. Purified water is nothing else than boiled up or filtered tap water, wherever this factory is sitting, and then they're adding back some very small amounts of electrolytes. And I said, and I know it says very nicely on the bottles, electrolytes added, and everybody's getting like excited. Oh, cool, electrolytes <laughs> are so important for you. Yes, they are. But these companies don't really tell you how many electrolytes mm -hmm. they're adding. The electrolytes level of these waters are mostly under a TDS of 40. So it's very, very wow, low. Wow, that's crazy. Very low in TDS. Alley tap water has a TDS level of around 300 to 400. So you can already see um, way more minerals and electrolytes in alley tap than in purified water. Okay, let's taste the wine and then the scale water to it. Cheers. 
in Germany we're saying Prost. Prost. And because we have a Danish water, it's called Skoll in Danish. Skoll. Oh, that's yummy. Mm. Oh, that's yummy. That's interesting. I think the wine, and this is amazing about Iskilde qualities, in my opinion. Um, I was just drinking the Grauburgunder or Pinot Gris from Becker. And when you think like you're drinking a water right afterwards, the water should like completely like wash out everything out of the wine. I think when I was drinking Iskilde and I swallowed Iskilde, right after I had like almost like caramel notes. Coming from I was the about Pinot to say Gris. that, yeah, it has a huh? definitely caramelly taste to so it. So it's for right sure. afterwards, yeah. you have this caramelly taste. And this is, again, the combination, guys, of wine and water. And this is for me fascinating. And this is like, again, like an incredible pairing, what we're doing right now here. A German Pinot Gris mm. from the Pfalz area, from Mr. Becker, with a Danish spring water, Iskilde, is just mind blowing right now. How does the oxygen get into the Iskilda? So the oxygen is very interesting because it's, it's, I've been, oh, I will be on Bill Nye. We talked, I think, about this last episode as well. I don't know when it's happening because they told me it will be happening in November. Obviously, we're already in mid-December. <laughs> you never know with Hollywood. And I understand Hollywood is sometimes very slow. Mm -hmm. I learned this as well the hard way. Unpredictable. Yes, unpredictable, but it will definitely appear. But I think that's an interesting science question for Bill Nye, but I can answer that question. Uh, that oxygen, what's in there is due to the fact that the spring is very, very cold. And mm. very cold water holds more oxygen than warm water does. So that's the reason in your ice cube sometimes you see... The bubbles. The there. bubbles or like this very cloudy feeling as well. Yeah, that's the oxygen what's mm. trapped. And this is the same now with the Skilde. Even it's here on room temperature. This water, when it comes out of the spring, is extremely cold. That's, that's the reason it's called Iskilde. Iskilde means cold spring in the Danish mm. or ice spring in the Danish language. So therefore, this water has been into the bottle. They're closing it. It's kind of like a champagne then at that moment. So the oxygen holds in there. And when you open it, it even gives this little angel fart <laughs> again. <laughs> I love this angel fart <laughs> huh? like that. And then when you're pouring it, the oxygen will suddenly like appear. And when I shake the bottle, it's the same way I would shake a carbonated water. Then suddenly the carbonation will appear as well because you're like releasing something with oxygen. And this is the same with the oxygen right here. You release it then and it's very fun to see. And you can even see it in your glass um, right now because we, it's with almost barely anything wow, in there. That is crazy. But you still can see the small little bubbles right here on the side right now and right there. And this is the oxygen level of Iskilde. That's for me an incredible pairing, Stefan. Thank you so much. That is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. I love this. It is. It's so crazy. Like you have all these complex flavors in your mouth when you drink the wine and then you pair it with the Iskilda and it just washes away some of those and you get a really strong caramel <laughs> taste to crazy, it. Crazy, huh? It's really crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's, and again, it's not washing away anything. And that is the key. And then, you know, this is a great pairing. When the wine, because let's face it, you're paying a lot of money for your wine in the restaurant. You don't want to have a water served right next to it. What is washing away all the flavors of the wine? Because that would make sense. Or what do you think, Stefan? Well, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> you know, in wine, what are you looking for? You know, you look for, for flavor of several, you know, fruit components, um, sometimes earthiness and whatnot. 
But uh, what you what you're also looking for is minerality. Everybody talks about wine minerality or terra, and you know uh, minerality terra terra and whatnot. You can read it in every wine magazine in every wine description. But now all of a sudden on water where you don't have any fruity components or what and where you basically have the pure terra, the pure minerality, nobody talks about it. Mm. You know, so if you combine those two and say, hey, I'm looking for wine with great minerality, great terra or whatever it might be. But then also please go with a mineral water which comes out of a natural spring and brings with, you know, the, the water, basically the all the minerals, all the terra. So, um, you know, if you have a, a tap water, you know, which is chilled down with ice cubes and then, you know, maybe a lemon even on there, lemonade on a lemon uh, oh zest on top and highly uh, chlorinated. What you do is you destroy your 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 palate, hmm. right? You chill down your palate where we, you know, established before that it impairs your your tasting buds. Um, you have a lemon with a lot of acidity, which, you know, also it's like you when you bite into a lemon, you're like, you know, squeezing together. And that's how your, your taste uh, receptors are doing the same, basically. Mm. And with the chlorinate, I mean, chlorine is, you know, bleach is chlorine, you know, so bleach is a cleaning material. And the same thing is, you know, it's almost like numbing your, your taste receptors. So therefore, mm. be very careful if you buy a, a wine you like. I don't want to say an expensive bottle of wine because by end of the day you should drink wine you like and not what other people say, not what the label says, not what the price tag says. I love this. Uh, drink wine you, you like, you enjoy, but then please choose a water what benefits the wine, you know. Yeah. And um, in a restaurant experience, there's you know it's like a pyramid. The, the the number one superstar is besides you, of course, is the food, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you have wine, and then you have water, you know. So um, if your water overpowers the food, then something is wrong, then you choose the wrong water. But uh, everything should complement each other. That's why there mm. are food and wine pairings. And those should be food and water pairings, food, uh, wine and uh, water pairings. Mm. You know, it should all um, integrate like a, yeah, like almost like a gear system, basically. Yeah. Mm. And therefore, it's, if one of them is off, the other gears are not working. Or if, um, mm. you know, if you add something, it's like, putting sand in your gears and but i love that you're saying this triangle and and the the the, the idea of three components huh it's like wine water food and this comes all together and we all know and we we're having a saying in germany um when ein stuhl drei beine hat kann er nicht umfallen that means like in german in english translated when a when a chair has three legs it cannot fall It will not wobbling. It's three legs. It's stable. And that is the whole point. Then it's a stable connection. And I think this is the whole point what we're trying to achieve in the restaurant business. We're trying to, to achieve for our guest a stable, incredible moment. And a moment is always a, just a, a blink of your life. Huh? It's a moment. But this is something very unique and very important. And that's the whole point at Patina Restaurant. We, Chance and I work and Stefan used to work. Um, we're trying to create moments. We're trying to create moments for our guests that they're saying, wow. It's not just about eating because, hey, then you can go to In-N-Out, but I think it's incredible burgers. Mm. Don't get me wrong here. Uh, I love In-N-Out burgers. But like, it's not just about eating for yourself at Patina. It's more about the experience, about 
sit down and just take the love. Huh? Take the love of the service, take the love of the food, take the love of wine, take the love of, of water and take the love of the company you're with. And I think that is very important. And this is like two or three hours in your life. And I know it's very expensive at Patina, but this is something you should treat yourself to sometimes. It's like the same when you're going to go like to a nice spa area or you're doing vacation. You're treating yourself, your body and your soul to something unique. And that is the whole point what we're doing at Patina. You're treating yourself to something a little bit more interesting and more enjoyable than just, oh, I have to eat, I have to drink. Cool. What right. do we have next? Next is one of my favorite bottle shapes. I mean, not my most favorite because my most favorite bottle shape is a Magnum bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Magnum means 1.5 liters, guys. So, uh, yeah, I like that too. Because <laughs> Magnum is it's too much for one, not enough for two. Perfect. I like this. But <laughs> this guy here is the Magnums? called a box boitel. And box boitel means um, ram scrotum, like the male sheep, ram Box boitel. Oh, wow. Box bottle. Okay, so, <laughs> so you get the picture a little bit, but I really <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I, I don't know if I want to drink this now. <laughs> uh, uh. So this bottle shape is only allowed in Germany in the growing area Franken or Franconia, which is uh, if you look on the map of Germany, right in the middle. And it's part of Bavaria still. Huh? Part of Bavaria and northern yeah. part of Bavaria. Mm -hmm. So. A lot of sheep farmers, you know, box, boidel, the, the ram, uh, a lot of sheep farmers. So what the sheep farmers did, this guy really fits well in your in your back pocket. You know, if you compare this bottle shape versus this guy, mm -hmm. this fits much better in your in your back pocket than, than this guy. It's way too long. So the farmers like, are running around with these in their yes, pockets. I, I like the idea already. Huh? <laughs> when I see in Germany, that's typical German style. It's like, yeah, always have a box bottle right next to me. Huh? Oh, like, boy. Plus, it's very hilly in Franken. And um, so if you lay that bottle down on a, on a hillside. It's not going to roll away. It, it's not going to roll away. I so <laughs> German engineering right okay, there. So in the practical. Bottle, huh? <laughs> so it's so well thought through. Oh, my God. But besides the great <laughs> bottle shape, we have a wine from uh, Hans Wersching. Um, which is one of the best, um, yeah, Franconian uh, white wine producers. Uh, and here we have a Silvaner. Silvaner is um, rather a rare uh, grape in in the world. It's uh, more common in Germany. You have it a little bit in Alto Adige, northern Italy, and so on. But it's a very interesting wine grape. It, uh, this in this case, it's a dry Silvaner. It's a Premier Cru Erste Lage, um, and. This Savannah, it is dry on in terms of sugar level, but has a very nice fruit and very nice aromas on, on your palate and your nose. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely this kind of wine where you say, oh, I want a fruity wine, but not sweet. You know, that's a kind. Prost. Cheers, guys. I feel sorry for the people who are listening and cannot drink with us. Like it's, I feel great oh, already. It's 12.39 p.m. now here in Los Angeles. And is there an optimal time to have a wine tasting? No. <laughs> no. Always. <laughs> Cheers. And you definitely have some mm. viscosity. Mm -hmm. Viscosity, speaking, is like when Martin talks about TDS, is skim milk versus whole milk. All right. So it both is milk, both is white, but on the mouse feel, it's definitely different. And yeah. here you have a definitely very volume, um, voluminous uh, mouse feel on your palate. And 
I'm interested in what kind of water you're gonna. I'm going to my water closet. <laughs> People again who who just listening us in, I have a huge uh, display of waters right behind me, and it's called my water closet. And I have to say, I I didn't have it here on the table this water, but when I taste it now, this is still Silvana, and you talked about this mouthfeel. I think I want to pair something with the same mouthfeel to it. Hmm. Because Aquilife is a water from Australia. I discovered this this year. They sent me over a case and I was blown away of this water. Let's see, here we go. Because this water has a different texture too. And a lot of people hmm. always think like, Martin, how is that even possible? Huh? It's water, come on. When you taste Aquilife, Trust me, you will taste it right away that this water has this almost like a milky, velvety mouthfeel to it. And I think it's very unique. The TDS is actually pretty high on this water. It's 1,300 TDS. Oh, wow. <clears throat> hmm. It's almost olive oily. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah, it definitely holds up with the viscosity yes. on both. It's like very interesting. Did you ever had this before, Seven, this water? No. No. It's a new water, yeah. And I have, I, I'm very happy I will have it at Patina at the new water menu as well. And it's a, it's a fun water to drink. And I think it's very interesting that it holds up to this thickness of the wine. I love this. I think it's very unique. That's what I picture when people talk about heavy water in physics. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great pairing. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Cool. We have one more? We have one more, yeah. One more. There's one more thing. <laughs> it's not the new iPhone, guys. No, there's one <laughs> more thing. The new iWater. The eye water. I saw once. I saw once a funny picture, um, and it's been circulated through the internet, and for sure some people saw it as well. And it was called eye water, and then they made up like this fake homepage with a bottle of water there, and it looks like an Apple product, and then they obviously put down like, "Oh, great water! It's wet. <laughs> it's." It's enjoyable. All this kind of things, what like <laughs> Apple's standing for, maybe it's like, yeah. it's funny. It's, it's called eye water. Oh and some people made fun, obviously, of it. But that's an interesting topic because we just had a topic about wet. Chance. We did, yeah. This is trending. So I have a 14-year-old cousin who also just posted this on her Facebook wall, is water wet? So this originated somewhere, but it's huge right now. So is water actually wet, Stefan? Is water wet? What do you think? Yes, no, maybe. That's a question I didn't get before that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not prepare for that. <laughs> so what was our what, what what's our task I mean, on yes, it? Yes, it is wet. I it think shines. we settled yeah. on it's not wet. It's not when wet. You think we about think it. it's not wet. But funny thing is, um, Brett Spitali called me yesterday, the owner of Aqua Maestro. Uh-huh. And he thinks water is wet. Sorry, and sorry. he called me up we just actually... for this and said, Martin, I saw your post you on Instagram. You have mental issues. <laughs> I saw your post on Instagram and I do not agree that you're saying water is not wet. 
So what is our task on it? Why we think water is not wet? So it's actually, it's quite divided. I mean, you go to this website, debate.org, and it has all these, the great debates where people vote on, on like a grand scale, basically everyone on the internet. And right now it's 52% are saying water's wet and 48% are saying water isn't wet. So it's pretty split down the middle. But when you look at the specific definition, the scientific definition of wet, mm -hmm. it's actually the relationship water has with the surface. So when water gets on clothes and it infuses with the surface, it becomes wet. Wet. Right? The, the surface becomes wet, exactly. not water. So it's more of a relationship than an inherent mm -hmm. trait. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the clothes don't aren't inherently wet. The water isn't inherently wet. But when they interact, it creates wetness, that relationship. So it's more like the cause. Yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. And then I thought as well, like when because I was reading a lot of like ideas about this, and then I settled on this, on this what because it was for me logic, and I'm a, I'm trying to be always logic in my decisions, and I thought it's logic when something is wet, the opposite of wet is dry, so then it needs to be dry as well. When something can be mm -hmm. wet, it has to be dry as well. It has to be an opposite. Yeah. To it. That's what I always believe. When something is like this, it has to be this as well. So water can be dry somehow. It's like it, it can't mm. because water, when it's wet, it's dry. No, that doesn't work. So for me, I love the idea about the contact. So when I'm pulling now water on my jeans, who I keep high and tight. <laughs> <laughs> A little like thing for your mom's house podcast oh, again. Um, <laughs> then the jeans will become wet mm -hmm. the jeans will become wet but not the water and i think it's it's a tricky thing yeah. and it's it's yeah. like this it's paradoxical correct it's yeah. almost paradoxical for everybody but i love this so i did this post is water wet and i said no <laughs> <laughs> so i think the water sommelier of america thinks water is not wet let's run with this <laughs> okay stefan All but right. is wine wet <clears throat> maybe it Okay, it's inappropriate. Well, maybe Rieslings can be dry, so... Maybe... <laughs> if you it, add too much to you... It, it <laughs> makes people wet, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's already like... It's, it's nighttime or we... <laughs> <laughs> you can feel like the wines are kicking in. The phone's been ringing off the hook today. Yes, it's, it's great. It's great. We don't need the answering machine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next wine we have is, and our last wine is a Pinot Noir, or Spätburgunder as we call it in Germany. And this Pinot Noir is from Rainer Schneidmann, a young dynamic uh, winemaker from Württemberg. He has his vineyards right next to Stuttgart. Stuttgart is where they built Mercedes-Benz and Porsche and Bosch uh, drills and so on. So, so it's a very famous city in southern southern Germany. Southern but you're Germany. from that area too, huh, Stefan? Correctly. I grew up um, half a, half an hour drive south of Stuttgart, between Stuttgart and the, the Alps, basically. Did you ever been to the manufacturers of Porsche or Mercedes-Benz? I have, yeah. Very interesting. Uh, mm. Great restaurants in there as well. Really? Yeah. They're very high class. And nice. at Reiner Schneidmann's uh, Vineyard, I did my... Um, as part of my sommelier school, <clears throat> I worked in his vineyard um, for a while and did some Stemmle putzen, resized, like taking care of the grapes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so Pinot Noir, and yes, Germany makes uh, red wine, mostly Pinot Noir, because uh, it's um, the climate 
is mm-hmm. not too hot in mm-hmm. Germany. It's very similar to Burgundy. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, we have a lot of Pinot Noir grapes in Germany. And But we are famous for Pinots as well. Huh? We are, I, I yeah. think it's getting more and more out of the world as well that people understand like, hey, Germans are not just uh, building beautiful cars or inventing cool stuff like MP3. Um, no, we actually can produce some very nice wines. And we already had some very good ones, I think. Absolutely. So I choose the Pinot Noir today um, because I think there are waters out there who can affect the the tannin structure you mm-hmm. might feel mm-hmm. on your palate mm-hmm. on red wine. Mm-hmm. And uh, a Pinot Noir has usually a lighter tanning structure. So therefore, we will see the impact uh, much easier than on a very heavy cabinet, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it still has some acidic notes to it. Huh? The Pinot grape, it feels like it's it's not like this... And especially, but I think oh, it wow, has. That's amazing. But it has something to do, I think, with the region and what the terroir is. What what you just said, because when you think about California Pinot Noirs, they are like this fruit basket, this jamminess. Mm-hmm. This is like you have like this yeah. raspberry, strawberry flavors, like very intense in your palate. That's why it's um, because of the climate. Because Germany is a, considered a cold climate, so it gets very cold at night. It gets cold at the beginning and and the end of the of the harvest. Mm-hmm which is benefiting the aroma production of the the wine which gives you more gentle aromas compared to like the heavy fruit basket Mm -hmm. but also it um, creates a lot of acidity in the Mm -hmm. grape and that's what brings the freshness on your palate therefore let's say um, here in california um, the better pinot noirs are from sonoma compared to to napa um, to napa valley why because sonoma is closer to the ocean Mm -hmm. gets more coldness from the ocean, um, you know, in the evening and uh, the beginning and end of the of the harvest season compared to Napa Valley, which is huh. behind the mountain and almost super just, interesting. It's trapping the heat and therefore better for yeah. Cabernet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it all depends on Mother Nature. Yeah. Again, and this is again like what we're always saying and what I'm saying always in my interviews. It's all about Mother Nature, guys. And I want to detect Mother Nature in my glass. This is with wine. This is with water. I want to detect Mother Nature, obviously, in the food. I know Andreas Roller, our executive chef at Patina Restaurant. He, the leaves that uh, that his food should come from great providers um, and great manufacturers. And he wants to make sure that the animals are treated well. And then he wants to create amazing, incredible dishes like moose soup. <laughs> what we had on the last episode and to me this Most has like a creamy buttery taste to it mm-hmm. which is really weird i mean it's amazing but so what do we think water wise i'm a little bit hesitated i have to say on the one hand so i think vichy would be way overpowering this mm-hmm. will not work at all yeah. i'm always a little bit afraid about sparking waters to wine because this sparkliness will this adds acidic notes. And especially when you think about red wine with tannins, but even here we have a Pinot Noir, what is a little bit on the lighter side with the tannins. I'm still afraid even a Hilden from Great Britain, what is gently sparkling, what they're saying, and it is, it has like very tiny bubbles, um, w- might be affecting the tannin and the fruit complexity will disappear a little bit. And I don't want this. I want the fruit and I want the taste of the grapes of the wine. So I think we should stick with still. Um, but there's one wine, Stefan, do you remember which wine I think is considered a perfect wine for sparkling waters? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look at me like, are you nuts? Back to school, back to school. <laughs> Dessert wine? Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
I think sweet wines, because think about it. Sweet wines are very oily, buttery, like they're like super rich in, mm. in, in sugar content as yeah. well. They're like, they're, they're intense. And when you're drinking a glass by myself, like very tiny glasses, you're like done for the evening. You're like, yeah. I'm done. I don't want to drink more of this sweet wine. Um, especially when you have a Riesling sweet wine, then already it helps because the Riesling has a lot of acidic notes. So it will balance nicely the mm -hmm. sweet complexity with acidic notes. So again, sweet sour, Asian cuisine. It's the same with the Riesling. A sweeter Riesling won't be that heavy buttery than maybe a sweet wine produced of a Chardonnay grape. What I think is almost disgusting that at that point because mm. it's too too strong, too heavy in your palate. And it's literally like you're drinking a zip and you're like done for the evening with this. A Riesling is way better. So I think then, because you have the Riesling acidic notes, I think a water with acidic flavors to it with a higher TDS, with a nice mineralic complexity like a Gerolsteiner, a Vichy Catalan, for example. Plus, then the acidic notes of the carbonation will make actually a sweet wine the perfect match. Hmm. But here with the Pinot Noir, I think let's go with Fiji. Cool. We have a nice still water here, Fiji water. I have to say, and everybody knows this as well, I'm a big fan of Fiji. This is my go-to water when I'm going to, to the stores because you pretty much can get it everywhere. And I still, I know that Fiji is a little bit more expensive than other waters, but I think the quality is very good. What you're getting into your bottle. Because there's tons of silica in this water. Silica is a natural occurring mineral. What Fiji has, I never tasted another water with such a high silica content like Fiji. And I know that sounds crazy because I tasted over a thousand different springs around the world so far. Um, but it is really like this. Fiji is for me a very, very unique water, even when it's very common and you can see it everywhere in the States, especially. But in Germany, you can buy it pretty much everywhere as well now. But I think Fiji has a very interesting taste profile because it's a very almost like a little sweeter taste to it with a very smooth mouthfeel super smooth and i think um with the pinot this will be a great fit so let's see i will taste first the pinot it definitely since your your palate you know it's very dry and almost gets into that um I don't want to say bitterness, but the, mm, the, the tannins bitter, are tending, earthy, almost moving, like moving your palate in, mm. in that direction. And then you you push that flavor profile back, basically, mm -hmm. with Fiji. Very interesting to see what's happening there in on your palate. I would love to try, Martin, if you don't mind, um, the Hilden anyway, later, mm -hmm. just to compare... Yeah, we can how do this. Well I think it's a great I think it's How a great well idea. or not well it works. You know? I think it's a great idea. I love this. I think it's very interesting when you taste first the Pinot, mm -hmm. then Fiji, then you're going back to Schneidmann. I think the, the, the Pinot is on a different level already. It tastes different, just right there. Mm -hmm. And this is for me always fascinating that water has this impact. And this is what a lot of people always don't understand. They're always thinking, nah, it's just water is just a hydration product on the side. Guys, water is the most important beverage in our lives. It's not just a hydration product. It's not just, or just put it in a water glass and I don't give a shit. No, water is way more important. And let's face it, we talked about this last time and I want to say it again and I will say it again and again and again. Water is life and water is the most important beverage in our lives. And without water, nobody would be here. Nobody. No wine, no beer, no nothing. So let's treat water the right way. Let's appreciate water. That's very important. That's the reason we're doing the Planet Water HNO podcast. Cheers, guys. Okay, let's open some Hilden. 
And let's see how the Hilden water pairs with the Pinot Noir. And you can already hear it. It is slightly sparkling. It is the number one um, water for the Queen. So Queen Elizabeth is drinking Hilden water at the Buckingham Palace. That's the official water. And I'm always saying to my guests, be careful when you're drinking Hilden. Because when you drink too much Hilden, your arm suddenly will do like this <laughs> or like this. Huh? You will like wink or wave like the Queen. So be careful there, please. Cheers, guys. Hilden from Great Britain with a TDS of between 310, 320 versus now Mr. Schneidmann. Mm. Pinot Noir. Boy, it's crazy how it's like <clears throat> almost aggressive. The bubbles roll mm -hmm. like oh yeah, it's like a oh. semi truck rolling like, over. Wow, like pop rocks, you know? Yes, like correct. It's like pop rocks, and it's and completely wiping out your palate. There's yes. no like when mm. you had the the Pinot first, Fiji water, Fiji water takes care of the the, the tannin structure but leaves mm -hmm. the flavor profile mm -hmm. right. So on your on your second sip of um, the wine, you start right on a, on a higher level already, right? Here you have the wine. Then you drink Hilden and it wipes everything out. So mm -hmm. you start over again and it's like a back and forth instead of like a like a smooth uh, wave, you know. And it's very interesting to see that. Yeah, I think so too. And I completely agree with you, Stefan. Um, I think Hilden is a great water, but not for Pinot. <laughs> I think it's overpowering completely. It would be interesting to see with a, with a Cab or Merlot. Cab, I think, would be too tannic. Merlot, maybe. Merlot, who's a little bit more on the on the jammy fruitier side, who doesn't like have so Syrah much tannic. Yeah. Maybe Syrah as well, to see how that fits. And hey, Stefan, hopefully you had some fun here and you will join us again, because I think it was very, very interesting. Hey, yeah. Today, this wine and water tasting. And uh, tell me, Stefan, so when people like to reach out to you right now, so how they can reach out to you because obviously this is the same with me and with chance we we love when people are reaching out to us and we want that people reaching out and we're trying our best obviously and please stay with me guys i'm trying my best to answer all the questions what you're giving me it's not that easy sometimes because i'm getting a lot of emails these days <laughs> and i'm not just getting your emails from the podcast i'm getting emails obviously of water providers people who are finding me randomly going on my homepage and all this kind of thing so please stay with me when i cannot answer all your questions right away i'm trying my best obviously but i'm working full-time at least 12 hours every day at patina restaurant so you can visit me there you can ask me the question directly this might might be sometimes easier um <laughs> But Stefan, how people can reach out to you? Well, I like that you pulled up my, my Instagram um, picture there. Um, so I just started a new page on Instagram uh, called the, the Cooking Sommelier. I love all, this. All together, because I love to cook, as Martin said, uh, you know, for friends, family, uh, my wife. And, um, but I also have a homepage that's called uh, s-j-photo.com, where I like to take pictures from, uh, you know, food and wine, obviously underwater aviation and uh, other pictures so uh, check that out and i love that you're saying underwater and then aviation right next to it so explain a little bit here mm. underwater and aviation to me well food and wine is self-explanatory um underwater um we are here in california we have great access to the ocean and um you know i'm a big fan of scuba diving and exploring uh yeah, you know new new parts of my surroundings basically and um, so therefore underwater uh, pictures and uh, travels I go and when you go to the next one 
uh, aviation. I am a private pilot, so I like to fly around, uh, flying to to wine countries and whatnot. Nice. But, <clears throat> uh, you know, since I'm flying myself, I'm also very interested in other people flying. And that's, that's that is me. an incredible <laughs> picture, huh? This is an incredible picture. So, so a little a little secret from my side, um, because you said underwater and you love scuba diving. Um, okay, so my one of my biggest secrets <coughs> as a water sommelier is my wife considers to me that I cannot swim. Uh, I think <laughs> I can swim. My wife considers <laughs> me that I cannot swim because she used to be Olympic swimmer. So my wife oh, used yeah, to be, uh, she, she, she was set for the 2000 Olympics swimming team for the German team. Um, she got sick. She couldn't make it to the Olympic Games. But my life used to be a very, oh, she's still a very good swimmer because it's always funny when we go into the gym, to the pool area, and then they're like this, this muscle guys, Hollywood guys right next to her, and they're checking her out, and I'm like right beside, because I'm a small <laughs> dude guy, so like my wife is even taller than I am. <laughs> so I'm a small guy, and I'm standing right next to it, and then this big guy's coming in. My wife is beautiful. She's blonde hair, like typical, like German, beautiful Fräulein. Um, and she starts to swim and these guys obviously want to like try to maybe hook her up or something like that. <laughs> and then they start to swim and she's like killing them. Yeah. Huh? Like pretty much killing them. And it's so fun to see this. And I'm like on my machine and I'm watching this pool area across, across this gym. And it's hilarious to see my wife like killing this huge dudes in the pool. But again, when Nancy is listening, I love you, my wife. And I understand and I agree with you. Compared to you, I cannot swim. <laughs> <laughs> but Stefan, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being here today. We will definitely have you again because this was, I think, mind-blowing for me. I think for Chance as definitely. well. What do you think, Chance? For sure. This is crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's really fun. And you should, again, guys, do it at home. Buy some waters. Um, get some wines into your glass and try it for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's always the key. And please follow Stefan on his Instagram account. What's your Instagram account, Stefan? Uh, the Cooking Sommelier. The Cooking Sommelier? Okay, I will pull it back up here for a second. Probably later somewhere in the descriptions. Yeah, The Cooking Sommelier. And I will, you know, I want to make sure I will later on in post-production, I will put in a little, a little task on the screen with Stefan's Instagram account that you can reach out to him. And Stefan, you are happy, more than happy as well to obviously answer questions, huh? Absolutely. Here we go. So Stefan is always here for you. Chance is always here for you. And obviously your water sommelier Martin is always here for you. Thanks again. That was a lot of fun. I think we killed one and a half hours on the podcast oh, wow. these days. So we, we're, getting, we're getting longer <laughs> and longer. So you understand. So when we have episode 100, we will have like 24 hours stre streaming here. <laughs> <laughs> Big brother, yeah. No, this, this will be a little bit too much. But again, thanks again for everybody listening in. Um, stay thirsty, be hydrated, and watch out for episode three coming up on Tuesday or Wednesday. And let's play our little song to the end, what we're always doing. Hopefully, I can find it right here. It is. Here we go. Thanks again for everybody, and have a great day. And See you guys. Again, water is not just water.